Welcome to the Organized Chaos Cafe. I'm your host, Ben Chan. I hope we can talk a bit about project leadership, transformation, and containing a bit of today's craziness. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Organized Chaos Cafe. Today, I have with me Adrienne Lee. And we're going to talk a little bit about running. And she's run three half marathons, two full marathons. And prior to discovering long distance running, she was a former colleague radio host, nightclub DJ, and snowboard instructor. So definitely a lot there. Since the pandemic hit, she's also traveled a lot, took a year and a half off to do some kayaking and paddleboarding. And recently, she's just started running again, where she's clocked about 50 kilometers in the past 40 days. So, Adrian, thanks so much for joining today. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Ben. It's been a while. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's great to have you here. And today, I guess it's a little bit of a different format. It'll be more conversational, but uh, also you kind of grilling me because back in September, uh, I just recently finished running the Calgary Marathon, the whole grueling 42.2 kilometers of it. I, I can't say that it was necessarily fun, but uh, I'd like to get some probably some tips and pointers from you and just see how your experiences were compared to mine. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I just wanted to a big congratulations to you for finishing the full marathon. That is not an easy feat. My coach once told me if it was that easy, everyone would have done it by now. So like big ups to you for for finishing that for sure. Um, So my first question to you then was, is this your first full marathon that you've ever finished? Yes, this is my first attempt and also my first finish. So weirdly enough, I actually hadn't really intended to run the full marathon. I signed up for the Seawees half marathon, and that was all virtual and everything like that, expecting that, yeah, I'll just run the half marathon. My acupuncturist was like, hey, you know that same weekend you're doing the virtual marathon? They're also having the full marathon for Calgary. And this is probably about two and a half months before the event. I was like, oh, okay, well, as a matter of convenience, it's probably good to just sign up for that one and I can kill two birds with one stone. So in terms of lead time up to uh, the marathon, my timing probably wasn't exactly the greatest. But yeah, I'm like, all right, let's let's get into full marathon training. So yeah, this was my first full and first participant and first finisher. So my question then is, right when you met with your acupuncturist, what was the longest mileage that you had logged in at that point, just from the training? Probably about 16 kilometers. So less than half. I was working up to it, but I was like, okay. all right, so now I have to kind of up my game a little bit more. That That's not going to cut it for, for reaching the, the goal of 42, right? So yeah, then it became a matter of how do I get disciplined enough to get enough training time in which for me if i look at the the project management scope right because i'm a nerd about that stuff it's like you got you got costs you got schedule and you got scope scope is clear i gotta try and make the 42 but when it came to the compression of like two and a half months and really the cost for me was time trying to find the time between 
working and family time and everything like that. It was actually quite difficult. But what I did find a rhythm was with, uh, I, I found two other running buddies and we would start out on Sunday mornings at around seven and start out over by Baker Park and see how far we could go. Now, not, one of them had never run a half marathon and the other one only runs half marathons. So, well, we'll just kind of figure it out along as we go. <laughs> wow, that is so insane. So something I've heard a lot, because um, so how I started was that I had, I was literally like leave, li- living like a teenager, like single life, and I was eating like Doritos in my mom's basement, like watching anime. And then it was like, all of a sudden, I just started running because I realized like I was really like skinny fat. And then I only started training for long distance running because much like you, someone, there was someone else in my life that was like, oh, why don't you just do this? It, it becomes a joke. It sounds like for you, when your acupuncturist threw it out there, you're like, oh, ha ha. Yeah, like I'm, I'm going to do that too. And I almost had a very like similar experience. So I literally went from like running 5K to like 42 kilometers instead of like eight months, like training up to it. And so... <laughs> Um, what I was getting here was that um, for you, though, it sounds like within that time period of seeing your acupuncturist to finishing the, the race, where that was two and a half months, and you just kind of winged it with your friends. Are you telling me that you did not have a training program then? Uh, not really. I want to think of it as Phoebe from Friends, how she runs, just like flailing arms and hoping that you know you can just go i should try and hit maybe 30 and then i'll peak at 42 at the race i don't know why i thought that i have no literature or any kind of scientific articles to kind of back that up so yeah probably not the best idea i just need to go and get mileage in during the week would be you know uh, a 5 10 maybe a 15 and then the weekend on Sundays would be the, the long ones with my buddies. But yeah, I didn't really have any real concrete training plan for that time. Nor do I think I had enough runway to actually get a full one in, I don't think. And a lot of people ask me this after every time I finish a half marathon or a full marathon, they say, what's next? And it's funny because as non-runners, that is the expectation of someone who is who identifies as a runner. So what what's next for you? I'm not too sure. I'll be honest. I have a little bit of PTSD from running. <laughs> like I was so unbelievably sore after the run. And, you know, my wife and kids are waiting at the finish line. They're like, Daddy, you're walking so funny. <laughs> we got to get to the car. It's time for lunch. It's way past lunchtime. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I... I cannot move. It, like getting to the car was a big hassle. Mm-hmm. And and even for the past three days after three days after the run, I was so sore. I just grabbed my laptop and everything, left it on the main floor so that I had minimal stairs to go up and down because my office is normally in the basement. And instead, um, I did have to figure out how to crawl up and down stairs properly. So I got that down real, real well. That is so, so incredible. <laughs> what's next is, I'm not too sure. I, I think I want to just see how it goes, wait for next year. Um, I think the Seawees half marathon is probably something I want to go and aim for, maybe another half marathon next year. As for a full marathon, I'm not too sure yet. I think it's planning properly and then really dedicating to it rather than doing it on a whim, 
which almost actually seems harder because I think when I did it as a whim and the full marathon was always something on my mind, right? Of, yeah. Oh yeah. It's something I want to go and do, but I almost found it harder to go and commit so far ahead of time and be like, oh, okay, now I got to put all these things. And there was this weird kind of mental baggage where I'm like, oh, now I got to figure out how to train. And what if, what if the weather's bad or whatever, and I don't feel like it because I'm a fair weather runner. I think we've talked about that before. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's like, if there's a slight bit of humidity and there's a, a breeze coming from the Northwest or whatever, I'll be like, ah, no, I'm, I'm good. I can just stay at home. But doing it on a whim almost made me feel like, okay, you got to do this now. The pressure really felt like it was there. Yeah. Um, but again, probably not the best way to do it. <laughs> I think though, it, for you, I think we have very similar personalities. Um, I find, I remember we got to hang out in Houston when I ran my third half marathon and you were driving me like, for, I think we went from the airport to wherever to get some food or whatnot. And I started to get to know you a little bit better. And what I found with your personality is you are very, number one, analytical and correct me if I'm wrong, but number two. I feel like you're very experimental and I'm wondering if those two factors will play a big part of you training for your next full marathon. Because for me, it was like, after I finished my first full, I was curious if I could do better. If I start controlling all these variables, like cutting out alcohol, eating a certain way, would I be able to perform and train better for my next full marathon? Do you think that is going to play a big part for your next training if you do decide to do a full marathon? Yeah, I definitely think so. This time was a lot of keeping track of time and cadence and pace and all of those kind of things for performance-wise, but not so much on, we'll say, the input variables that drive the setup for the actual runs. Right? Yeah. Um, I did try and experiment a little bit with... Um, you know, energy boosters and hydration and things like that, right? So my longest training run prior to the marathon was about 25K, which isn't a ton. No. <laughs> it's barely past half, right? So I, I actually started cramping up probably around 23. And all I had on me was a water belt with about, I don't know, I want to say 300 mils of water. I'm probably not getting enough water and things like that. So ordered a water pack off of Amazon and said, all right, let's go and try this out. I'll go and put some Gatorade and all these kind of things in. Yeah. So, you know, for everyone out there, what can you say that would encourage someone to do this? Well, I think, first of all, you got to have the right attitude around it, right? And and be planful around it. Even with all my project managements, I didn't do all the due diligence that I would normally put into everything. <laughs> uh, it was more of a fun hobby task on it, right? But you definitely have to be able to look at, you know, one is your, your mindset and dedication towards it. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to get out of it? And also, how, how badly do you want to have it? Because I think even when I was on the course, there were people that I know did not finish, right? 
Um, yeah. They had cramps or they, one guy, I think, you know, I saw him, he was bloody. He must've fell or something like that too. Right. And how do you want to go and approach achieving that goal? So then the next piece is then doing the right research to be able to do your, you know, the homework that I never did on how do you prepare for a marathon properly, whether it's nutrition, um, I did a ton of stretching, so that's one thing. But going into all these other habits that maybe you wouldn't normally take on if you weren't taking that goal, right? So if I was doing a five-kilometer run or a 10-kilometer run, it's kind of like, sure, yeah, just strap on the shoes and go. But the the elements, the pre-workout, the workout, and post-workout suddenly become that much more significant that you need to be able to plan how to do that properly so that you're not damaging yourself and also setting yourself up for success right if you have an injury ankle injury or whatever right like you have to be able to go and keep yourself healthy to be able to take that on and also be able to recover for your next training session so i think in terms of like time mindset and setting up the proper habits or routine to do that are going to be key things for you to do it and i would say even just having that support group to do it right yeah. Um, I, I think for me, what kind of clicked in as well in terms of running the race was running with people. So last year I did a half marathon by just running loops around my neighborhood by myself, mm -hmm. go in and go in, listen to my music and, and, and doing it all by myself. But during the summer, I was kind of like, ah, you know, one of my other friends was running and I was like, Hey, yeah, do you want to go for a run and see how we do? And the, I don't know if it's weird or not, but it's just the energy level kind of picks up and suddenly I was doing further distances at faster times and feeling less tired when I was running with someone, which I thought was a little bit odd, right? Like why couldn't I achieve those same results by myself? Mm -hmm. But that was something I, I felt was really advantageous and which is why I enrolled into the in-person race uh, myself, right? Because I could have done it virtually. I could have... Um, just, you know, again, just do laps around around the neighborhood if I wanted to. But there was something about the in-person race and being around people and training with people as well that I felt really supported me in achieving better times, better performance and things like that. I think the key with having running with other people for training and also having other people within a race is accountability. So the, the thing is, is that it's so easy to be running by yourself, right, around the neighborhood, and then just being like, oh, I'm not feeling it today, and you're just going to start walking and turn back, right? Whereas if you're running with a group of people or even with another person, the option of saying, oh, I'm not feeling it, and going back home is like way less chance. The probability of that is way slimmer, because now if you do that, your friend who's running beside you is going to be like, yo, we're already like 10K into this. Like, where are you going to like call an Uber right now? Like, where can you really go? And so part of it is accountability, but also encouragement where they're like, no, 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 like keep going, keep going. Like we can do this. Like we're almost there. And so I remember when we first started training and running as a group, it, the emphasis was not how much we had already done. It was how much was left. And so we would always ask, like even if we were doing a four hour run, we were like, oh, we only have an hour and a half left. And it's like, oh, an hour and a half sounds better than two and a half hours. So you're encouraged to just keep 
going regardless of how tired you are or how exhausted you feel. And I know friends who've like shown up for practice and they're like completely hungover and yet they bang out like 30K within three hours. And I'm like, oh, okay. But it, it's because they're running with other people. They're like, yeah, I'm like really excited about this. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so there's definitely a, a very human element to such an individualistic sport. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like you're holding hands necessarily while you're while you're running or anything <laughs> like that. But even even one of my friends, like the one who had never run a half marathon, he ran with us doing my my longer run, right? The one that was about 25k and afterwards he's like, "Yo, thanks so much for inviting me out to the run because I've never run half a marathon before. Now I've run more than a half marathon as a practice, right?" Yeah. And so for him that was an achievement and so that was that was really awesome to see. And so does your friend now want to run a half marathon officially? Um, I'm not too sure. I, I know it's coming into season, but it, it would be something I think that, you know, um, our group would be up for, you know, come next running season next year. Like, I, I think he'd definitely be able to go and do it. I, I think he was making better time than I was uh, if he really wanted to go and push it. So I accidentally achieved a level up what's the next level that I could go and actually do now if I go and push myself, right? Yeah, I think, you know what, idea for next season is to fire up a group chat with the three of you and be like, hey, let's all set the same goal. Let's all register and train for the yeah. series next season. And then hold each other accountable, register for the race, and then train together. And you'd be surprised how fun that is traveling together to go somewhere else to run a race and then as well as running together as a group to achieve that mm -hmm. together yeah and and for your full marathons where were your races at so i've done all my races outside of calgary um, my full my first full marathon was in san antonio in texas it was for the rock and roll marathon there was thirty-three thousand runners at that event uh, mind you this was all pre-covid and then my second full marathon was in Lake Tahoe, which is like straddling between the Nevada and California state. Um, and that was, there was only 300 runners at that race. And at the start, they fired a shotgun. It was very redneck. It was like <laughs> the complete opposite experience in San Antonio. And I was like, this is so weird. Um, for my three halves, I ran... My first one in Canmore, my second one on Sabi Island, which is just 20 minutes north of Portland, Oregon. And then I did the half marathon in Houston, which was a really cool race because that had around 35,000 runners, including elite world champion runners. And I remembered when I was coming around the corner on the last kilometer, you guys were riding bikes along beside me. And my cousin said, Adrian, you wouldn't believe this, but as you were coming around the corner, someone was already coming around the corner, around the corner, finishing their, their full marathon course. And I was like, yeah, these are like elite runners out there, which was like such a cool experience, not just for me, but for you guys to experience as well, to see just the level of athleticism that day. <laughs> and I think even for me, and I don't know if you know this, but your run over at Houston kind of inspired me to kind of be like, 
you should go and try and do this as well. So that's what I've been doing over the past <laughs> two years is try and reach Adrian level. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so incredible. You know what? I always hope that happens. Like I'm, I'm not athletic in any sense. Like I'm an average person and I, you know, prior to that, I was drinking a lot. I was, and I, my doctor even told me like, you need to cut back on your alcohol consumption. Cause that's a lot. And I was like, and I was young and I didn't really think about it. And so when I tell my experiences with running and training and making new friends and just even gaining that confidence in myself, I'm really hoping that whoever is willing to listen, such as someone like you would feel inspired being like, oh, if she can do it, I can totally do it, right? And I'm, I'm so glad that you've decided to bite the bullet and, and go for it. And hopefully in the future, we can run a race together. Like how incredible would that be? Well, I might be way, 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 way behind you. But yeah, no, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, since COVID had hit, I, I decided to take a year and a half off because I was, when you're running back to back races like that for two years straight, it really took a toll on my body. And COVID was the thing I needed to push the brakes on all the running. And I whole turkey just like stopped running. And now I can fully say what is harder than finishing a full marathon is trying to put on running shoes and take those first few steps out the door to start training again, even start running, even trying to start, even running two kilometers is, is laborious. And, you know, future me, I wish I would have told myself like during COVID don't just don't stop running, at least try to like do maybe three K a week just to keep your body moving um, so that you don't lose that because once you lose that, it is so hard to make that bridge back into full training mode again. And for you, I'm like, I'm curious, what is going to be your workout plan coming out of this full marathon? Then are you going to still try to run a little bit to stay tuned up or are you going to focus on other sort of workouts? Because I know you do go to the gym and whatnot. To have a Games of Thrones reference, winter is coming and I'm not, I'm not a winter <laughs> <Yeah>. runner. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not one to go and put spikes on the bottom of my shoes and, and gear up and, and sweat inside of a, a winter coat. Um, but I mean, the nice thing is, uh, I've been able to go and start up hockey again with my team. So that's been really awesome in terms of the cardio and just even getting back together with the team who we haven't seen in one and a half years. Or, or more, right? And the other piece is, I think, yeah, just doing a lot of other hit exercises and things like that. So even over COVID, I, I've been making it a habit to do some sort of exercise. A lot of it was running before, but now it's more so doing a lot of the uh, YouTube videos, following along with, with some of those people who, you know, all thumbs up to them for really starting their business on physical fitness and millions of people now are able to go and figure out how to be able to do that inside of their own environment. So I just work out from home, um, grab some weights and things like that and, uh, and, and follow along there. So I, I think that's kind of the extent of it. 
but as soon as spring comes, I'll probably be buying a new set of shoes. I'll, I'll retire my other marathon shoes and those will be my achievement shoes, but buy some other ones so that uh, I can start training again. You know what? Like after your race, I don't think we talked about this, but you said you were having issues going up and down the stairs. Did you, did you go for like a massage after? Did you see a physio or did you do acupuncture? Like what's some, what's some like post race treatments that you had looked into so cold bath epsom salt soaks uh went to see physiotherapy also had massages also had acupuncture so doing everything i could do to wow really loosen up the muscles and try and get back to normal but then also just taking the time to try and stretch it out right the most uncomfortable thing is like you know rolling of the muscles man that is That is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what? I feel like every time you talk about this race, I think the the PTSD is really like coming through. For anyone listening, how would you encourage them to take that first step and train for something so incredibly daunting, like running 42.2 kilometers? I think it's first to go and take the small steps, right? Go for a run around the block, go for a 5k. And even if it's like, you want to go and get motivation, you know, funny enough, I watched that movie on uh, Amazon Prime called Britney Runs a Marathon, I think, where yeah, oh, it's such a yeah, classic. like she's not she's not super fit or anything like that, but it's it's almost like here's a beginner's guide to just starting running, not even the marathon itself. It's just getting into it, right? You need the right motivation. You need to overcome your fears of, you know, just your physical capability. And I remember even in, I think it was in high school or just when I started university, running around the block was tough for me. And I wouldn't say that I'm like out of shape, but I just wasn't necessarily built as a runner. And even now I wouldn't say I'm necessarily runner, runner built, but getting that first steps in and just saying, you know what, I'll just try it out. And I think this is where it it starts with that experimental side of me is, yeah, I'll I'll try it out. And now I'll try something else out and keep moving further and further and pushing the post further and further as you kind of experiment what what works for you. And even if it's things around nutrition, about equipment, your food and things like that, I was like, okay, I don't have enough water. So I'm going to buy a hydration pack and start running with it full, even if I'm not going to drink it. I just want to see what the weight feels like right? Oh, yeah. And how it changes uh, posture, or form and things like that. And one of the weird things for me was, um, over the winter, um, I've gained a bit more muscle weight. And starting at the beginning of the season, April, May or so, um, I actually had to relearn how to run. Because my muscles weren't moving the same way again. So I think it's just taking that time to go in to assess yourself and not in a bad way of saying, oh man, I'm so fat and heavy. And it's more, how can I do this in such a way that it feels comfortable? So looking at the form, am I making the the, the right type of four with my legs? Am I kicking back hard enough? Am I kicking back too much? Am I shuffling, right? Am I upright? Where's my core at? All these sort of things that all of a sudden come into play and, and taking the time to go in and assess a lot of those things, then you start to feel a lot better in moving further and further. But yeah, you, you know what? It's so, 
funny because when we were in Houston, and I remember this incredibly vividly, um, my cousin Kevin, which is your childhood friend from, I think you guys have known each other since junior high or elementary school. So he, I remember he would take us out to eat like fried chicken and hamburgers and all all these like gourmet fast food places even before the run. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like whatever, I'll just like eat this and not complain. Even though I was claiming I was trying to eat healthy and I really wasn't. Um, but I remember hearing from you, you were like, I am so fat and heavy right now. Like every single time we finished a meal, you would say that. And I was like, you did not have a lot of confidence in yourself at that time. And I really hope for people who listen to this, you literally went from saying that out loud after every meal we had back in January, 2020 to running a full marathon last month so you know what that's that's really really incredible there is that transformation you have to make if you want to have that confidence in yourself right so i mean even in my running posts and stuff i'll be a little bit self-deprecating on it right but i think for me really is you really want to be able to put that effort in you really want to go and push yourself a little bit harder and and the way i view this is not just from a physical perspective but even from a professional and personal life perspective of you want to try and reach to that next next level at that point then would you ever if your kids were like dad i want to start running and training for a marathon what would you say to them well i think i'd say all right great let's see how we can go and do it and what I try and encourage my kids to do is try and find it almost like mini projects for them to do to encourage themselves to go and experience things and whatnot. So my son's been going to like Code Ninjas, learning coding. And now he's he's at the stage now where he's like, make sure that I've registered for next week because I want to make sure I, I got to finish that other stuff and I really enjoy it, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. It, it's good to see them encouraged to be able to try new things. But the hard part too is they also have their own reservations on. I ha- Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to really push them to try new things, which is actually more difficult, even when it comes to food. I wouldn't call them vegetarians. They're more like carbitarians. I don't know if that's a thing. They just like bread and pasta and things like that. They don't like vegetables. They don't really like meat and stuff like that. I have to sneak that into their diet somehow, some way, shape or form. Giving them maple syrup flavored vector protein cereal so that they can get some protein into their system. Things like that, right? Um, But it's it's really trying to get them into that space where they're going to try new things that they want to. And if they don't want to, then... I'll continue to go and push them. So if my kid asks me, hey, I want to go and train running, even if it's saying, you know, five, sure, let's go and let's go and run around the block. Let's go and make your shoes. Now are you feeling ready? Let's do some silly yeah, exercises I think it's to go and warm really up. Really great and then to try to go. encourage um, younger people to try the sport. I find um, for someone my age, so I'm almost 40. I don't think a lot of people know this, but I, when I joined my running group, a lot of the runners were in their 50s and their 60s, and there weren't a lot of young people who were, that I knew of that was doing the sport. And so to hear um, if your kids ever want to get into the sport, 
that would be just so encouraging because I remember doing the you know the the running course or the program in junior high and even in high school and it was like my least favorite program at in the whole entire like high school career and I hated it so much and then it was like there was always like two or three people in my class who were just like so into it and I never understood that and now I wish like I had told myself as a younger person hey this is something that is cheap it's totally accessible and if you want to get into it to reach a certain fitness level it is totally doable I think the key is you just need a little bit of pressure, aka accountability, um, and your heart has to be into it. If you don't have it within your heart, despite how ready your body is, you're not going to be able to execute on any of the training days or the race itself. Absolutely. And I remember as a kid back in elementary school was the participation and they used to have those little badges that you could earn, but depending on your fitness level. But I remember that long distance running was the one event that wouldn't allow me to go and get the excellence badge. I would get stuck in gold because the long distance running one, my time always sucked and I would never be able to get it on, on all the years that it was implemented inside of the elementary school level. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so funny. I love how, I love being able to talk about this with you as two very incredibly like, in terms of like fitness level, we are both extremely average. And I'm not saying this to like slam ourselves in any way. We're not talking from a level of, we have a background in, oh, I was on the track and field team. Like that was my partner when we first met. It was a week before I was going to fly out to Houston to run the half marathon. And she was like, oh, what's your fastest half marathon time? And at the time I had finished the Stavi Island half in 2.15. And I was so proud of that time. And so I told her, I was like, oh, my fastest PB is 2.15. And I said, what about you? And I know through like texting each other when we first started dating, she had told me she had ran two full marathons and eight half marathons. And she said her best PB was 145. A smooth half hour faster than my PB. And I was like, my jaw literally hit the floor. But as we started to get to know each other, she comes from a very athletic background. She was on the track and field team in high school. After high school, she would be running stairs at the Commonwealth Theater in Edmonton with her like fitness team. And I was like, we are not those people. But, you know, at the same time, the three of us have all finished a full marathon. And so regardless of your previous athletic background, it doesn't matter. As long as at the end, if, even if you are crawling, hands and knees on the floor through that finish line, you can claim you're a marathon finisher, which apparently is only 1% of the population has done this. Yeah, I don't know. It always seems like there's so many more people that have finished too. Or, yeah. or maybe it's just posting or, or the group of friends we have. It, it just seems like, man, there's so many people that have finished. And But no, that's an amazing statistic. Yeah, it's funny because uh, a friend of mine and I asked her when we first met through our running group um, on the running team, I said, what encouraged you to train and want to finish a marathon? And she said, everyone on her social media, including their mom and the dog, it felt like everyone was training for a marathon and finishing marathons. 
I'm like in my 40s and I told myself, why can't I do this? I want to do this too. And that's what encouraged her to get into training. So I think a lot of people who out there who have never even ran a marathon or a half marathon, it's funny because no one really thinks about the athleticism that goes into it. They just see the end goal, which is finishing a marathon. And I think even to have that in mind is, I don't want to say good enough, like good enough as encouragement to get out that door and take your first few steps. Because whatever happens in between, like for you, yours was extremely, um, you winged it, uh, very limited research, but you got through the finish line. For me, it was, I joined a running team. I had a very strict training schedule for eight months. I had two running coaches and I also made it through the finish line. But regardless of how you want to tackle it, the amazing thing is that you will, if you have the will and the passion, you will cross that finish line. Well, that's awesome encouragement, Adrian. So if people were looking into more running and participating, finding a group that's supportive, where could they go to be able to, to do that? So how I found out about my running team was I literally just Googled Uh, Marathon Training Calgary, and the first link that came up was a running team through the University of Calgary. Anyone can register, and the the program itself is now defunct, and what had come out of it after COVID is a new group from the same two coaches who had ran that program since 1982, and they're called Run21. So you can go to their website. It's run21calgary.ca. And they have an eight-month program. The program normally starts in March. So registration starts in January or February. And they literally take you from running 5K to finishing a full marathon. The full marathon is always a destination race. So they've taken me to San Antonio, Lake Tahoe. They've done, they're doing PEI next weekend. They've gone to Victoria, Kelowna, et cetera. And that's the element of accountability, right? Now you're not just running the race in Calgary. You're a traveling athlete. You're going somewhere else to run a race, to, to quote unquote compete, right, in one of these events. And within the program, there's also 10 running ambassadors that you get to run beside, who will run beside you. And they'll talk about your experiences, your running um, experience. and the the program itself will also go through nutrition not just the food aspect because when people think of nutrition they're thinking of oh i'm cutting out mcdonald's i'm eating i don't know more carbs more salad etc it's not really about that it's more about the numbers it's about the electrolytes we're talking about um the potassium the sodium how much sodium does gatorade have versus the noon tablets that are you getting enough potassium if you're only drinking Gatorade? Then they're basing it off your body weight. It's a lot of math. And I know that sounds scary. But for someone, for me, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff. Tell me what I need to do. They're like, take your weight, multiply it by 36 grams. This is how much carbs you need to eat per day. I'm like, oh, perfect. So what they've really done is simplified the math 
So for someone like you who's like, well, I kind of Googled it, but then I kind of did it. What this program does is they will really go through the, they've done the homework for you. So you don't need to, they just tell you if you weigh this much, this is how much water you should be drinking, how much carbs you should be consuming, how much of the electrolytes and what type of the electrolytes you should be really consuming. The program is very well rounded. So you have different age groups who are participating, but most of them are in their, um, I would say 40 plus group. So if you're looking for younger runners, a lot of younger runners are new runners to the group, which is also incredibly fun because then you have a bunch of newbies who are like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But then you guys all band together and train together. And it, it's just a great time. I remember after one of the races, I took them to a drag show at a queer club. And we all just had fun post-race, like having jello shooters. So it's not all just training and running there's a, a really great social aspect to the program as well and i think that is a really great starting point for anyone who has thought about even running a half marathon or a full marathon and it's like i don't know where to start and the key is to meet a group of people who are really going to encourage you and help you thrive in that environment they have a, a motto where it's, um, and I know for you, this sounds totally bogus, but their motto is start comfortable, finish comfortable. And I can just see the look on your face. You're like, that doesn't sound realistic at all. But um, I, when I, the moment I heard that, I thought, you know what? This is what I need. I don't want to feel like a bad when I finish the, the finish line. I want to feel semi-fresh still after I finish a marathon and it worked and they have a 100% um, guarantee any everyone who has joined the program has finished a half marathon or a full marathon great well that's awesome to hear it sounds like that's a group I should have joined uh, <laughs> but never did thanks so much for that information so that address is www.run21calgary.ca they'll definitely be able to help you out with your goals and really give you all the due diligence and information you need to be able to get yourself onto the track and hitting your distance goals so thanks so much for that adrian and thanks so much for your time oh thank you so much ben Brought to you by Gabriella Shu. Go check her out at hillbrightmusic.com. Thanks again for listening to the Organized Chaos Cafe. This is brought to you by Climb Consulting. That's C L Y M B. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or go to our website at www.climbconsulting.ca.